1: Hello everybody, welcome along to another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast, and it's one that we've been looking forward to for some time now. It was intended initially for March, and then that horrible thing called COVID-19 crept into all of our lives across the globe. And thankfully, finally, the BCCI, the IPL, the governments over there have got it all together, and we are going to have an IPL beginning in the United Arab Emirates on the September the 19th. All eight franchises there, nearly as you were in terms of the personnel, and I am really looking forward to it. And to join me to preview IPL 2020, the 13th edition of the tournament, are two friends of mine from the Edges and Sledges podcast, DJ and Ashwin. We'll start with you, Ashwin. How much are you looking forward to this tournament? It's Yeah, I mean, I can safely say for anybody who listens to both your show
0: and ours, any listeners of our show know know that the last six weeks or so have almost been a running gag for DJ and Varun because every week I start the episode by saying, just how excited I am not just about the IPL but about the fact that cricket is back but man the IPL is in 10 days I can safely say though although I got mocked a little for my excitement levels about cricket in general DJ has probably been a little more excited than even me uh, about the IPL in particular every morning I feel like I would because of our time zone there's a time zone difference I wake up every morning there's a message on our (laughs) WhatsApp group that says X number of days to go to the IPL including this morning by the way so I, I can safely say we're all pretty thrilled that the IPL is 10 days away at the time of recording
1: so DJ you've been on Countdown for some time of you you must be absolutely champing at the bit for it to start
2: all the way since March man there was a time at which we were a little worried that the IPL may not happen in 2020 but here we are and it looks like we're going to have two in six months March 2021 being the following one so we'll be doing this again hopefully in a few months
1: <laughs> and how different do you think it is because obviously we're used to seeing the IPL in India with packed crowds and all of the excitement and razzmatazz that that brings the fact that it's in the UAE, does that dilute it at all? Or are we still excited as, as excited as we would have been if it was going to be in India?
2: I think I'm as excited as it would be even if it was in India. I mean, uh, we've seen the IPL before in the UAE in 2014, if I'm not wrong, when Maxwell went crazy and scored all those runs for Kings Eleven. And honestly, I mean, the time zone's the same. The time for the games is the same. It starts at 3pm uh, UK time, 730 India time, so... Primetime television for uh, uh, Indian audiences. And uh, we're going to have everything around it. You're going to have fantasy. You're not going to have the crowds, but hopefully they can do some um, special effects or whatever. And uh, you're going to have that annoying siren go- going off in the background as well. The controversy has already started with the IPL anthem, accusations of plagiarism. It's The drama is on. The drama is on. <laughs> I mean, love it. So excited.
1: You, you say it's going to be played without crowds. There was some some talk from the Emirates Cricket Board for some time that they were going to try and get fifty percent crowds in there. Has that been quashed altogether now? They're gonna going to be a crowdless zone? Is it for the all of the events all the way through the IPL through to November the tenth and the final? So the one thing that we've learned over the last few weeks of the IPL is not to assume anything is locked in stone. Right? We didn't have the uh,
0: the schedule of games till about three days ago or so, and so I think they're going to do everything they can to try to stay fluid with this one. You know. Prior to having any cases in the bubble, they were definitely considering fifty percent, uh, up to fifty percent crowds. I think the latest I've heard, at least, is you know since the breakout in the CSK support staff, et cetera, they've gone back to being a little conservative. So now even the England and Australia players, by the way, have to quarantine for at least seven days, which means they'll miss game one. So these rules are forever changing. I think what we know is they want to have as many players as possible and get as many fans engaged as possible. I think if they have to sacrifice crowd attendance to get the tv audience they'll do it
1: and ashwin all those months ago when they sat down around their various tables and they picked their sides and they had the auction they were picking their sides for their home tracks in india weren't they so they've got squads that maybe aren't quite exactly as they would have planned if they'd if they'd known it was going to be in the uae does that bring anybody forward as potential candidates that might not otherwise have been in your mind
0: yeah, I do. I do. And we can, we're going to get into the squads a little bit. I think I'm obviously a little bit biased. So I think Delhi shows up very strong. I mean, the, the thing with UAE pitches is, is spin, right? The pitches have historically just spun more than normal. So when I look at a side, Mumbai Indians who built a side for the one in Mumbai, that they've been incredibly successful at over the last 12 years did not get do they do not have a spin heavy lineup. They have, you know, some depth of domestic spinners who are not tested in the IPL conditions, et cetera. But then you have sides like Delhi, even RCB, who has historically not done well that are stronger in the spin aspect of things, I think they will come to a little bit more to the forefront. I think a side like CSK, who's a little bit, you know, as we all the jokes are, a little bit older, they're much more experienced across a variety of conditions. So they'll probably be okay. But yeah, some of the sides are going to have a massive difference. And you could argue it's a little unfair that they didn't know they were going to be playing in the UAE. But the world has changed for all of us in the last six months. So it's hard to say that.
1: What about you, DJ? What impact do you think it's going to have on the tournament?
2: It's, it's the same, actually. I think um, the pitches are going to be very interesting because you're going to use the same pitches, right, for a number of games. So as we saw with the CPL, the pitches got slower and lower and the scores actually went backwards almost because we, we had a game where uh, I think the two semifinals had first inning scores of like like a hundred and the other one had like 60 on, I'm not wrong. Um, 55. Fifty five. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't even 60. So um, I think that's going to be uh, the determining factor. How, pitch, how teams adapt to those sluggish pitches as things, um, as things progress through the tournament, because remember it is a long tournament. It's uh, a full IPL. It, it isn't a shortened version of it. And it goes all the way into November. So um conditions will get tougher and tougher for batting so uh, teams with lots of spinners and good batsmen are the front runners and uh, I mean on our show we, we're we all Delhi Capitals fans so there's no fighting about who we think is going to win this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've got a chance we'll get to them in just a second then we'll, we'll go through the eight franchises one by one we'll do them in an alphabetical order to show no favouritism although my two guests have already shown their favouritism in their answers uh, just a few minutes ago. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Chennai Super Kings, one of the biggest followed sides there is in the IPL. Mahendra Singh Dhoni obviously has announced his retirement from playing for India, but he's going to be in this IPL. There's going to be a lot of gaze on... MSD, isn't there, as we go through this competition, people seeing you know, looking to see him and treating him even more as a special case, I guess, because people are gonna try and rinse the most out of him and get the most views of him before he finally does retire, you know, in his entirety, isn't he? Uh, Ashwin, it's gonna be a big tournament for M S D, isn't it? It's gonna be huge,
0: right? I'm I I expect by the way he'll play the IPL and or the T twenty leagues for a little bit longer. So I don't think I certainly don't think this is his last one or last second last one even. But uh, it's going to be huge for him. People are just, he's been all over the news. We did two episodes as a tribute almost to him. DJ was holding back his emotion as the biggest MSB fan on our show. And so that's going to be absolutely huge for him. And honestly, we know he's pulled out incredible results, even when all of us have sat here before the start of the tournament saying the CSK side looks weak, that T20 is a young man's game. We've said all these cliches. And Dhoni and his boys have managed to come up with the results. I've I've written them off before. I've learned not to do that anymore. Uh, and by the way, they have a fantastic spin contingent going into the into the UAE. So I think they're going to look good.
1: Second most successful side in the competition's history. Three titles. They won it in 2010, 2011 and 2018. Been runners up five times. They've got a 100% record as well of reaching the playoffs. That is quite some record, isn't it, DJ? You. you there's a lot of good players in the IPL, even in some of the so-called lesser sides. So, to reach the playoffs every single time they've competed is a massive record.
2: I would say CSK is my second side, because uh, after Delhi, uh, with MS Dhoni, uh, one of my favourite cricketers, playing for them, um, I, I would back the CSK, and uh, they've been written off before, they've been banned for issues with... Uh, match-fixing and conflicts of interest and things like that. But they've come back and they've won. And their fans are the most vocal of the lot. They got a great uh, captain in MS Dhoni. They call him Thala, which means leader. They've lost a few players, actually. They've lost uh, Rena and uh, Harpajan. Already, they've got uh, 13 players that tested, uh, 13 people that tested positive from their contingent with COVID, um, including one of the young batsmen, Rikuraj Gaikwad, who was looking like he uh, was going to take Rena's spot. But yeah, it's uh, write them off at your peril, I would say. They've got Imran Tahir again, Dad's Army, they call him. But I mean, look at the guy; he's been bowling brilliantly
0: recently.
1: Just on rainer there, there was talk about him maybe coming back in a little bit later in the tournament and taking his place back. Is that still the case? Yeah, I think the latest is that it's
0: all up in the air, as a lot seems to be with this IPL, but it does seem, he did say that if the opportunity arises, he would be open to going back. I think a combination of the unfortunate incidents with his family back in India, as well as you know, hit the risks of COVID and, and his fear of keeping his young family safe. He wanted to, uh, he took the decision he did, but I, it definitely seemed like he was open to coming back. The question is whether CSK gets off to a slow start and that helps either them convince him to come back or him to want to come back, or it's unrelated and he finds his way back. But it's going to be interesting to see who they play at three after over a decade of not needing to have to think about the number three spot.
1: Look, I mean, you mentioned the dad's army thing, Ashwin. The average age of the CSK squad is over 30. It's the only side in the competition that's got an average age of over 30. I've done, I've done a few calculations as I've gone through my, my prep here. They've also got, between them, 2,750 international caps across all three formats, that is, of course, as well. And that is by far and away the most kind of decorated squad in the competition. So they're experienced... They've got plenty of firm um, caps and uh, a inside that camp as well. Does the fact that they're old help them or does the fact that they are old hinder them? I would say I think it helps them, right? I, you know, I was
0: sitting here, I think, two years ago and saying it'll hinder them, it's a long tournament. But T20 cricket is not the young man's game we thought. I mean, DJ mentioned Imran Tahir, right? He's been playing the CPL, he's been magnificent. There have been lots of players over the age of 30 who've done really, really well. It's a smart cricketer's game. You can do really well without having the fitness you did when you were 21. So I think it absolutely helps them. I think the conditions are different. I think they're playing it; uh, they're playing 50-plus games at three grounds, right? So we're going to see what happens to the pitches, which is, again, not normal. They normally play across the country in India. And so I 100% think this year, even in the absence of Harbajan and Raina, who are stalwarts at the CSK side, even in their absence, I think they look really, really strong.
1: And DJ, we, we talked about the the likelihood that Spin's going to play a major part in this IPL. You look down the Chennai Super King squad, you've got... Um, Ravinder you you got P- Pius Chawla, Mitchell Sh- Santner's come in from uh, as a Kiwi into the side. Imran Tahir, of course, as well, who has already um, taken the most wickets in in previous tournaments. It's it's a really good, you know, strength in depth as well in in the spin department, isn't it? All of them can play a part. So,
2: so Javed can bo- roll his arm over as well. And I mean, it. You look at these guys, and they're they're. I mean, Shane Watson, incredible T Twenty cricketer. Pat Duplessis incredible t20 cricketer as well dwayne bravo 500 t20 wickets recently i mean i shouldn't said experience helps them and it's not a, a young man's game and i mean csk is a living breathing example of that dwayne bravo i mean he, he may be Nearly 40, I mean past 40, but he looks like a youngster the way he dives around.
1: 36. He's. I think he turns 37 actually during this tournament. So uh, okay, he's so I've
2: overestimated his age.
1: <laughs> so he does look <laughs> younger than you think.
2: But he's been around for a really long time.
1: <laughs> and, and to finish off with uh, CSK, Stephen Fleming is the coach. He's, he seems to me, I mean, Kiwis tend to be fairly level-headed, but he looks to me to be a very safe pair of hands at the top end of the CSK side. He, he's vastly experienced. He's he knows his stuff, Ashwin. He's he's a very good man to have at the helm, though, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. And you, we've seen
0: how he and Tony partner really well together. I think you know he brought in Santner, too. outstanding talent, has done pretty well in some instances in the CPL too. So I think the the leadership pair is going to be really really great. I think it's been interesting that some of the other coaches more have been more vocal than I remember them being in the past years. So Ricky Ponting's been in the news a lot about Delhi. Uh, Anil Kumble, recently, last couple of days, has been talking a lot about the Kings Eleven Punjab. So it's going to be interesting to see how the the other coaches step up. But, you know, you can never write off Stephen Fleming's strategic uh, brilliance.
1: And there's a big rivalry. The, the first game of the tournament actually is uh, CSK against Mumbai Indians, isn't it? And there's a big rivalry between those two sides as to who is the best ever IPL side. CSK will be very... Keen, DJ, to wrestle that trophy off the Mumbai Indians and get it back into their camp.
2: Yeah, it was a difference of one ball, wasn't it? From Malinga to uh, Shardul Thakur, one of Ashwin's favourite cricketers, who missed a, a straight, slow, full toss that he tried to flick away. That's currently the difference between the two big teams. In the IPL, the CSK and the Mumbai Indians. And they've given us some incredible matches over the years. I mean, the uh, Dwayne Bravo assault in the last four overs, the opener of the 2018 games, it's unforgettable. I'd almost turned the television off before I just decided to watch another over. And oh boy, was I glad we watched that the end of that game.
1: Well, what we're going to do, guys and listeners, as we go through the eight franchises, we're going to each of us give a mark out of 10 in terms of how likely we think it's going to be that these respective franchises lift the trophy come November the 10th. So marks out of 10 for CSK and their possibilities here. We'll start with Ashwin this time. What score are you going to give them? Oh, I
0: was worried you'd come to me first. I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but I'm going to say I'm going to give them a nine. DJ? I
2: was going to give them a seven and a half because I think this is a more open IPM. If it was, uh, if it was played in March, regular conditions, I'd say probably closer to eight, eight and a half, but seven and a half, because I think people are going to be rusty and they're older. Their bodies have probably gone through, um, more as we know,
0: I'd say seven and a half.
1: I, I can't remember giving you permission to use halves, but I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to finish with um, an eight for CSK. So, uh, That is basically a combined 15.5, 24.5 for CSK. That's a pretty good start, as you'd expect, for one of the fancied teams in this year's IPL. It's that Badger style. Well, let's move on then. And I think this is going to be a a popular choice between the the two guests on the show today. Delhi Capitals, a young side led by uh, Sheris Ayer. They have a real chance, I think, this time. Um, I'm not just saying that because you two are on here, but I just like the look of their squad. DJ, we'll start with you first on Delhi. Ricky Ponting, obviously the head coach. As I said, Sherriss Ayer is the young captain in charge there. Say he's young, but he's got plenty of experience behind him. How do you fancy their chances? Do you think they've got the squad that can actually go a long way in this one? Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, they uh, rebranded last year from the Delhi Daredevils to the Delhi Capitals, and it brought with it a change in fortune, didn't it? I mean, Shreyasaya, captain, although Ashwin has actually moved over from the Kings Eleven, which um, I know on our show, we've we've really liked that move because um, he'll bring the kind of tactical um, aspect to... uh, being on the field a uh, feisty character as well uh, we've seen Ponting and him kick off in the media already about Mankading and runouts and yeah. we've had that discussion previously on, on your show James but I mean it's a great mix and we've talked about T20 um, cricket being not being a young man's game but I think the Delhi Dead was is a great mix of experience as well as young legs and I think that's um, that's why we like it so much you have got people like Rishabh Pant young, exciting impulsive Frustrating cricketer at times. But you've also got like an Njinkia Rahane, a Shreya Sayer, who's a, he's an old, um, he's got, he's got an old, well, I won't say no, he's got an experienced brain, but in a young man's body, right? And you've got Kagiso Rabada, Akeem Paul, Prithvi Shaw, young, exciting again. And then you've got someone like Shikhar Dhawan, who's so experienced. So it's a perfect blend. You've got some players like Sandeep Lamichhane, who haven't got such a chance as yet, which we'd like to see him play more. He's done superbly in the CPL. Alex Carey, just soup I mean, every name on that list. Tremron Hitmeyer, Just, I mean, Marcus is Just fantastic, exciting cricketers that... I mean, genuinely, if these guys get their stuff together, it's going to be really hard to stop them.
1: Never made the final. The only team of the eight franchises that have never actually reached the final. Made the playoffs four times, though, but finished bottom more times than any other side, too. That's four times there. Third last year, though, showed lots of improvement last year. Ashwin, can they go better than third this time around?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the big, of course, I'm going to hope we can, right, as a fan. But I, I think the big the big change last year, as much as, you know, some of us hate to admit it, was bringing in Ricky Ponting as well, right? Like, what, what Delhi has missed, uh, despite having a fantastic side on paper, is they've missed the, A, the firepower be the intensity, and see that ability to close out games. And some of that was missing last year too, by the way. Punt had some good instances, but there were some games we were dumbfounded at how we'd lost a match from a position we absolutely should have won it. Not dissimilar to what Australia did in the first T20 against England uh, this past week, right? Like, it, you should have been coasting through and just couldn't take it home. That, unfortunately for me, is still the gap. So I think DJ, DJ touched on it a lot, right? Top order Indian batsman, outstanding. Your spin is rock solid, and then you got Kugiso Rabada as your pace spearhead and Ishant Sharma, who's been good in Test cricket recently, Stoinis can bowl a little. So you got decent pace bowling attack. I'm I'm a little nervous about that five six seven kind of slot for Delhi again. Those finishers to bring it home, right? You have Kimo Paul, who's decent. You have Stoinis, who's had most of his success at the top of the order in the Big Bash, and so they're probably going to try to play him at a six, and we'll see if that works. We sold Chris Morris last year. Shimron Hetmeyer who's had who who's had a mixed CPL, and so. I just think there's a little, and then by the way, none of the names I mentioned are Indian, right? So maybe you have to play an Akshar Patel over there, who, you know, as that's where I think Delhi will struggle compared to some of the other sides who have just rock solid five six sevens. I mean, a Pollard or you know, even the CSK team has, has such a great five six seven. We are just lacking. Delhi is just lacking that five six seven.
1: And DJ, one of my favorite players in the IPL over the last few years has been Rishabh Bant. Um, He's hit 1,172 runs, an average of 45 in the last two incarnations of this competition. He's a real star, isn't he? I know he gets a lot of criticism in India for his performances in Test cricket and sometimes in the one-day stuff, but to me... He is one of the real young stars of Indian cricket. I really, I really like him.
2: So, so we're actually called the Rishabh Pant Show because we absolutely <laughs> love the guy. I mean, we, 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 we. Every time he comes out to bat, we have people tagging us saying, "Oh, the Rishabh Pant Show, please, please start watching," or whatever. But I mean, it's he's not the prettiest batsman in the world. He's not the prettiest keeper in the world. He's he's even, his gloves have been in front of the stump sometimes while affecting some things, which has been less than ideal. But I mean, the exuberance that he brings to cricket, I mean, you can see he loves it. He's been in Dhoni's shadow so far, I would say, on the India front. He's done decently in test cricket. So India has curiously persisted with him in test cricket and not really played him in T20 cricket. It's been a little bit odd because Rahul has been keeping wicket for us. Um, but this is his this is his game, and he was I think he was Orange Cap uh, two years ago for Delhi, if I'm not wrong. He we won the Orange Cap uh, a couple of years ago, and just an exciting player. Last year he batted four instead of three in a bit to get into the World Cup squad, which he eventually made. But I'd like to see him go back to three and uh, just smash the bowling from
1: from ball one. I mean,
2: incredible batsman, great eye. Great hand-eye coordination, just
1: superb. When you say he won the Orange Cap, you you mean he was the leading scorer for Delhi, do you?
2: No, I think he won it for the tournament.
1: Kane Williamson picked it up a couple of years ago in in 2018, but I don't think Rishabh was Uh, too far behind him. I don't think he was very far behind him. I think
2: that was because of the the playoffs, because Delhi didn't make the playoffs that year. Because I think he was the highest in the league stage, and then Kane may have gone past him in the playoffs. Because they won that year, or made the finals, I think.
1: Ashwin the other youngster I I really like in this Delhi Capitals batting lineup pretty sure um he's got all the shots in the book he's a, you know he's going to make uh, I think he's going to make a massive career for himself across all formats of the game not just T20 but test matches as well he's still a very young kid isn't he really he's had had a few problems over the last 12 months as well to deal with is this a chance for him to really bounce back onto the world stage and remind everybody what he's got he will want to get back on track will not
0: he yeah i think he's struggled a little bit with, dis- with you know decision-making, personal life, things like that. And you, you don't blame him. I think since the age, we've been talking about him almost eight years now. Since the age of 12, he's been in the local headlines as, is he the next Sachin? Is he the next big thing for Indian cricket? So, and I mean, like it's the biggest cricket market in the world, right? So if you are being talked about as a child, it makes sense that it gets to your head. What I love about the current daily lineup is that he will be opening with Dhavan. And Dhavan is the opposite, right? played many World Cups, played many international games, has played across the world, very stable, very consistent, will not deliver you to a striker to 200, but will probably consistently get you 30 runs. And so I love that what we started to see glimpses of last year was Davan walking over between overs or in, during an over to Shaw, putting his hand around his shoulder, giving him some advice, giving him some coaching. I don't know where Rahane so throws into this 11, by the way, but that's the same kind of role he can play for a Shaw. And then I his his skippers there too. So I feel like he's now surrounded by... You know batsmen who are level-headed who can help them out both on the pitch and off and I hope that's an asset to him so I 100% agree with you it's going to be an opportunity to show his potential to the world I just hope he steps up and does it
1: And DJ, a final point on Delhi or the tournament in general really the opening partnerships across the board are really key, aren't they? We saw Warner and Bairstow um, combine for Sunrisers last year often the teams that do very, very well have a an opening partnership that shines and gets some big stands in there Darwin and Privy Shaw it's certainly going to be a good one to watch. Can they can they really add some big scores on at the start of this, at the start of the innings? Yeah,
2: interesting question because we also have Ajinkya Rahane in the in the lineup who used to open for Rajasthan, right? And he scored a few runs for them, albeit quite slowly. I think Shaw will be the one going after the bowling, and Dhawan will play the anchor. Uh, so it isn't going to be... Well, Dhawan can be quite attacking as well, but I don't think it's going to be all guns blazing like a Warner and Besto type of partnership where uh, both of them go at it from ball one. I don't know whether that will change as we go along. Perhaps Alex Carey could come in at some stage because he's, 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 a, he's a big hitter. Um, Rahane could be um, in as well, depending on how form goes, because it's a long tournament. And if you lose form, often you find yourself dropped. But um, I think we'll start with Dhawan and Shaw with uh, Shaw playing the attacking role while Dhawan playing the anchor, and that would be a, a great partnership.
0: Yeah I think the only thing I was going to build is again I mentioned before but Stoinis right he has had incredible success opening none of the other top five so if you think about Dhawan, Rahane, Shaw, Ayer, Pant none of them bowls and so as they think about getting that incremental bowling option Stoinis may be somebody if you have a first couple one or two bad games to start you may see Stoinis get promoted up the order go for some big hits just Stonis and Shaw, just go, go for 60, 70 runs in the power play. And then if they, if you lose one, you lose one. You've got stability to follow. So just a thought. Right
1: then. Let's give out marks out to 10 then for Delhi Capitals chances. I'll go first on this one. And I, I think they're probably just behind CSK in my estimations. And in the spirit of DJ, I'm going to go 6.5. So 6.5 for me. Ashwin, you next? Yeah, I'm gonna go seven. I wish I could claim higher, but I'm gonna go seven. And DJ.
0: I'm
2: gonna go with eight for them because I do I really fancy them this year in the UAE. I mean, this is our year, we've got Rabada, we've got a chance. We've got the players, and if CSK were the experienced guys and you thought of experience, these guys have potential and if they just live up to that potential, it'll be unstoppable.
1: Twenty one and a half then for the Delhi Capitals score. Fed up of collecting your team's matchday subs? Worried about carrying cash post-COVID-19? Try SlateApp.co.uk Less contact than contactless. Slate, the smartest way to collect weekly match fees and more. Download the app, SlateApp.co.uk Not just for cricket, any clubs that collect subs. It just makes sense. Stick it on the Slate. SlateApp.co.uk Let's move on to their next franchise. Kings 11 Punjab. The coach, Anil Khumbayi. Captain is KL Rahul. Never won the IPL. Runners up in 2014, two playoffs in 12 years. And last year, they were sixth, the fifth consecutive season, not in the top five of the competition. They've recruited a few as well. We'll go to Ashwin first on the Kings Eleven. How do you see them this time around? Do you think they can compete, or is it going to be another season of disappointment? I think if they make the right choices in their team selection, they can compete. They've got the right
0: players on paper, right? If you look at some of the names they have, they have Nicholas Puran, who has, I guess, also a mixed CPL, but has that ability to do well. They've got Mayank at the top of the order. You know, one of the things, as I think about my scoring, by the way, James, as you, uh, as you go through the sites, is who's been, who has been who his recency under their belt, right? Okay. So with CSKs, we think about it. Bravo, Tahir, some of these guys have been playing recently. Santner. With Punjab, that, that tends to be the case as well, right? Chris Jordan has played a lot of cricket or a fair amount of cricket recently. Mujib has had an outstanding CPL. Uh, and so as you look at some uh, Chris Gale, Nick, Nicholas Puran, so as you look at some of these guys, I think they're going to come into the IPL a little less rusty. Than the other players. You know, so for me, I think a lot of Kings 11 Punjab success depends on the the Indian core, right? Uh, with the bat, it's Mayanka Agarwal. You don't know if a player like Karun Nair will get a look. He's had a good run in test and had some good T20s. I don't know if Deepak Huda will get a look down the order. Uh, and then with the ball, you know, they lost Ravi Ashwin. So that's a big hurt for them from a strategic standpoint and also as a spinner. But, you know, Mohamed Shami's had an outstanding year with the white ball, he had a great 2019 World Cup, et cetera. So I think it's going to be interesting. I don't rate them this year as the highest potential side, but I think they're uh, they're going to be competitors. And by the way, I didn't mention Glenn Maxwell, who's also been bowling a fair bit, uh, batting at number four a couple of times for Australia. So it's going to be interesting to see what role he plays as well. What I love last, my last thought, what I love about them is Kombley. He's an outstanding tactician. I think he's going to be... He's the only coach that's Indian, by the way, which is an interesting comment he made yesterday in the media where he said it's surprising that off the eight teams there's only one Indian coach. Uh, but hopefully uh, he can, you know, step up and at least give them a chance to fight.
1: He's got some good backroom stuff as well, Ashwin, hasn't he? He's got Jonty Rhodes in there as a fielding coach. You don't get any better than that, really. And Wazin Jaffa is in there too, and Courtney Walsh as well in that backroom outfit underneath Anil Kumble. So, yeah, some, real, some really good brains in that uh, think tank for Kings 11 Punjab. Yeah, absolutely. agree. And I think KL Rahul as the skipper is going to be interesting. It's the right choice.
0: I'm glad they gave him the stripe that he he's shown that he has the prowess, but um, I think he's going to need the backroom support just being a relatively young and new skipper and it's great that they've beefed it up.
1: And DJ, looking at uh, KL Rahul as captain, his record in the IPL recently is, uh, is fantastic. 593 runs last year, 659 the year before, averaging over 50 across the last two editions of the IPL IPL. He's a really important player, not just as captain, but also they need runs from him, don't they?
2: Yes, he is superb in the IPL. I think he also holds the record for the quickest IPL 50, 14 balls. And um, I think the trouble with it is he's the one who's been scoring loads of runs, but there hasn't been that much support around him. Gale didn't really kick off last year. And I mean, Kings eleven has been a weird one because they've almost set themselves up in the past like, like a test team. Five batsmen, one keeper and five bowlers and no all-rounders. The, the big change for me this year are the two all-rounders they've recruited, Chris Jordan and Jimmy Neesham, both foreign players. So that's those two spots because they've almost run out of ideas if one of their bowlers has gone for runs. So the, you you've seen that where they've made a plan. They've won a lot up front in the tournament in the last two years, but they've then just lost six or seven in a row. Um, after their initial burst of of five wins or six wins or whatever it was. So um, I think their squad is better this year, uh, definitely. But again, two spots will be taken up by the overseas, I suspect.
1: Ashwin, have we got to the stage in Chris Gale's career? He's now 40 years old, where he is now a marquee signing. He's for the posters, but not necessarily to do what he used to do with the bat.
0: Well, it's worth remembering that RCB, you know, didn't retain him. He almost didn't get bought. Right, and so we. I thought. I think about two years ago, we thought we all thought we were at that point. But you know, since then, he's he's been playing T Twenty leagues across the globe and has done fairly well. He's played the Bangladesh Premier League and had some success there. He's played in South Africa. He had a you know mixed run this past uh, November in South Africa. So it's it's a really tough question. I think for Gail, you have to believe that you have a solid core of ten people and then you have one guy who may perform every three or four games and will not for the other three or four games. And if you're if you're okay with that and can build, it's almost it's almost this is a weird parallel, but it's almost like Narine at the top for KKR, right? Where if Gale fires, great. If he doesn't, you had to know that you expected that it might be tough. The challenge is going to be does he play those innings where he eats twenty five balls before he starts to unload and then get and then then sometimes we see him at twenty one of twenty five, ready for six sixes in the next nine balls and he doesn't hit him. And now the younger Indian middle order has a lot of pressure added. That's where it's going to be interesting to see what uh, tactic, what tactical moves they
1: make. DJ, what, what Ashwin just said there, I can really relate to because he's going to be once in a blue moon kind of cricketer. But every team facing him knows that it it might be today. You know, when they run out on the field, it might be today, and that's always going to be at the back of their minds. And maybe just in terms of body language and in terms of approach, it affects their 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 thinking when they come out to play Kings Eleven.
2: Absolutely, he's a, he's a marquee player. Uh, I've called Suresh Raina Mr IPL, but Gale has been synonymous with the IPL for years. I think it's the inevitability of the runs, right? And and there was a point at which he would score runs every game. In fact, the 175 he got against Pune, he played out a maiden over up front of Bhuvan. So, and then he scored 130 balls. So, I mean, just you don't want to be on, you don't want to be bowling to him on his day. Um, And that's what teams will still need to plan for him.
1: It's going to be interesting to see how the Kings Eleven go. We'll do our scoring and we'll see where we put Kings Eleven in our rankings ahead of this tournament. We'll start with you, DJ. You've not gone first yet. How are you going to rank Kings Eleven this time?
2: I'm going to give them five.
0: I don't think they're going to make the playoffs even.
1: I'm tempted to agree with you. I'm actually going to be a little bit more harsh. I'm going to give them four. Ashwin, I was going to be kind and go with six. So let's stick with that. That gives them a score of fifteen, then, which puts them a third of the teams that we've looked at so far. It's that Badger style. We'll move on to the uh, next franchise on the list. As I say, doing this in alphabetical order to show no favouritism whatsoever. And the next team is the Kolkata Knight Riders. And it seems to me that there's more options for Dinesh Karthik this time around. They've recruited pretty wisely. They've got Brendan McCullum as their head coach. Uh, As I say, Dinesh is uh, the captain, won it twice, 2012 and 2014, and been to the playoffs in three of the five tournaments since they've won the competition. But fifth last time was a disappointment for KKR, but they have splashed out. Ashwin, we'll start with you, and we'll start with that man, Pat Cummings, who... Basically, they not just got their wallet out the back pocket, but they got about four wallets out the back pocket and went to the bank in the cash point as well, didn't they? They they really did spread the cash on Pat Cummings. And is that going to be a wise bit of spending? I mean, he's a very good bowler, but is he worth the cash?
0: Yeah, m- most expensive uh, buy in the auction, right? And this is where I think your opening question comes into play is would they have spent as much as they did knowing that it's in the UAE? And I'm not sure the answer to that is yes, right? At Eden Gardens, very different uh, role that... Uh, a fast bowling all-rounder i'll call him that would play uh, but i think he's he's still just an outstanding cricketer at the top level we've seen what he's done across all formats in the last you know call it two years or so so i'm excited to see him back playing the ipl i think he's going to do i think he's going to do well he's a really stable presence i think kkr shortage last year and i think continuing this year is the indian quick bowling i think you know, it's, it's hit or miss, right? They have Prasid Krishna, who's done okay. They have Shivam Mavi and Kamlesh Nagar Koti, who are under 19 players, who have oh, who were under 19 players, excuse me, who are just constantly plagued with shoulder injuries and things like that. And so I think if that comes can bring some stability to that bowling lineup. And by the way, Russell's bowling has been 50-50, right? We don't even know if he will bowl. Uh, and so that's where no, no questions at all about KKR's top order, about the batting, and then about the spin with Kuldeep and Narain but their domestic contingent of quick bowlers is going to be where I think they miss out. And then I think I actually, when I was trying to look through what their playing 11 was, I almost struggled to pick their their seventh Indian player. So I got four really solid overseas guys. You have you can argue Benton will be fighting for a spot as well, but just to run through them quickly, Morgan, Narayan, Russell, and then Cummins, right? Maybe, maybe the four best overseas players uh, or the comp- four best overseas combination with Benton fighting for a spot at the top of the order. And then you've got players like Shubman Gilder open Nitish Rana at 3 Dinesh Karthik obviously the skipper and then you got your bowling that I talked about but there's that one spot missing which for me was Robin Nottepa who batted for them up until last year and has now moved to the Rajasthan Royals that I don't know who they'll bring in it'll like obviously likely be a young domestic Indian batsman but that's the that's the the gap for me on their side of open.
1: Most valuable player of the tournament last year was Andre Russell the uh, West Indian DJ, when he gets in, I mean, it was, it was almost a procession of sixes last year, wasn't it? Every time you turn the TV on, he was smashing the ball out of the ground and, and down the road. Can he do that again? I mean, I watch him on Instagram. He trains very hard. He, he hits the ball in his back garden and, and power hits and, and everything else. He's a, he's an absolute beast, isn't he?
2: And he's uh, he was making T20 chases look like nothing last year. I mean, he, he would score 50-odd runs in... 12 balls and win the game with an over to spare. So his batting was just outstanding last year. And he was changing what was within the realms of possibility with T20 cricket almost. Since then, things have tailed off a little bit. I don't know whether he watched the CPL yesterday, but um, he he got a horrible decision, which he was really angry about. But he hasn't done much this year. And um, his his team's out he Was part, was he part of the uh, 100 all-out? He was 100 all-out, not the 55, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, we digress. But he, he isn't bowling. He came in at like 7 yesterday. So, no, I he mean... He batted at 7, yeah. And we had an incredible comment from someone else who said... Uh, maybe the KKR coach who said he can get a double 100 in T20 cricket if he bats at 3. So, that was a little bit odd for him to come out at 7 after that comment. But... Um, And he's he's had issues with uh, Dinesh Karthik previously as to where he should bat in the order and stuff. So I think we'll need to see where he goes. If he can repeat last year's performance, I think they've got a shot. But uh, again, they're very heavily reliant on this guy coming in and smashing six after six.
1: Ash, when we talked about Dad's Army, when we were talking about CSK, KKR squad is actually the youngest in terms of average age in the tournament. Average age of 23.65. That's helped a little bit. DJ mentioned Tom Banton, who's one of the overseas players, only 21 years old. Pat Cummings is only 26 still. So... There's a lot of young talent in that side. And another um, one who's kind of in the middle of that bracket is Nitish Rana, who I really like. We talked about Rishabh Pant earlier. Nitish Rana is somebody that's had a lot of success in the IPL. Always seems to step up and often takes them home to victory He he's going to be important to them too but it's a, a young squad isn't it with plenty of bright sparks as you look down the squad yeah it is and I think that's where it's going to be interesting to see how
0: Dinesh Karthik who's been who's been a good captain for KKR but you know hasn't really captained at the international level or anything like that it's going to be interesting how he rallies the troops how does he leverage you know Russell Narain all great players Not none of them is really a great or a natural leader so the name that comes to mind that we'll need to step up and help coach these guys a little bit on the field is Owen Morgan, right? An out, absolutely outstanding T20 skipper. You know, he didn't always he's played the IPL for a while, didn't always get selected in the 11s, but based on the last couple of years, you have to pick him. And so if Owen Morgan helps shepherd this young group of cricketers along and you know it's the little thing. It's the giving the advice to the bowler in the 19th. It's the field positions. It's the, the double bluff. Like, how do you set up batsmen? If he's able to coach these guys a little bit, uh, I think they're going to be a big success. And I, I even think about a guy like Kuldeep, right, who had huge success at the international level under Dhoni and struggled uh, and, and has historically struggled in the IPL. If he can get a little bit of, uh, you know, guidance and coaching during a game from a, from an Owen Morgan and Dinesh Karthik behind the stumps, I think he's going to really shine.
1: When you when you look at the um, the think tank that's going to steer KKR through this tournament, Brendan McCullum, previous New Zealand skipper, massive success, Dinesh Karthik, vastly experienced, you mentioned Owen Morgan as well, Andre Russell will throw his thoughts in there too. There's, there's plenty of people in that uh, that team that are going to have some ideas and, and be able to steer KKR through, well, steer KKR out of some problems and steer KKR towards some victories, DJ, as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, that that sounds like a great backroom staff. I mean, Brendan McCullum, we've seen his effect. I think he's coaching one of the sides in the CPL as well, isn't he? But anyway, I mean, Brendan McCollum, we saw how he changed One Day Cricket, right? Attacking, having slips in the thirtieth over and stuff. So he's obviously a cricket brain and an attacking cricket brain. And with the talent at his disposal, again, um, it'd be great to see. As you see, he's got a, he's got a young side. Can he mould them in his own image and just uh, have them attack through the twenty overs? It'd be it'd be great to watch.
1: Well, one of the guys. I mean, we talked about pretty Shaw sure earlier on. Shubman Gill. Now he's another player that I really like watching. He looks like he's got a really good technique. He seems to have got a big uh, an old head on his shoulders for a 20 year old as well Ashwin. He's one for the future. I mean in in India signs of the future. You can see Privy Shaw and some Shubman Gill opening together, can't
0: you? Yeah, absolutely. He's also a dynamite in the field. He just brings a lot of energy. And yeah, it is interesting. We've always talked about Gill and Shaw together. They both opened for under for the India under-19 side and then Shaw's made, you know, some questionable decisions and things as we talked about. Gill seems to have been steady and he seems to be really grasping at the opportunities he's given. So a good IPL for him. He's going to be a, you know, a real door opener, if you will. it
1: going to be interesting to see how KKR go then over the next few weeks. Let's give our scores out of 10 for the Kolkata Knight Riders. And we'll start with you, Ashwin, on this one. How do you see them going? Marks out of 10 for their chances?
0: I'm going to go six and a half, actually. Despite thinking the 11 is really strong, I don't think they have the depth. So one or two injuries, and I think they're going to fall really far behind. So I, I don't see them winning this year.
1: DJ? I'd
2: go with six. Russell's knees, fitness, uh, general lack of depth. Um, that seventh Indian player, um, Siddhesh Lad or Rinku Singh, those are their front runners for that number seven spot. And um, we haven't really seen very much in both of them, to be honest. So um, their strengths are pace bowling, which, as you know, isn't. Um, well, who knows? Maybe the uh, UAE is going to produce some uh, green wickets, but not much grows over there.
1: I'm uh, going with six as well, so that gives them a combined eighteen and a half for KKR. I, I just my my fear with them is that Andre Russell is going to be so huge. He he made them all believe last year, didn't he, by getting them across the line when the game was lost. You know, even with his superpowers, I don't think he's going to be able to do that on a regular basis, tournament after tournament after tournament. And I think they might struggle as a result of that.